uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the light behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. Well, my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise And I'm a child and I'm bowing with all my voice I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy I'm just trying to make it, I'm an island boy Island boy, I'm an island boy What's up, fam? This is FaZe. First of all, I want to thank the Most High for all he do for us, y'all. Knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High Boozer. Thank you, Yahweh, And thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us. Knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank all my interstate and out-of-state people for listening, y'all. I know you ain't have to do it. But you did it anyway. She get down, she get down, she get down, down, she get down, she get down, she get down. What's up, fam? What's up? You know, I got some information I wanted to um, kind of like let y'all get into because I know majority of y'all is working and dealing with family and doing other stuff. And don't get time, you don't have time for the meat on the bone, for the main, you know, for the current event. So, you know, I took it upon myself to call myself Black News to allow my people and and, and the common man and common woman to find out what's going on and what's this going on and what's that going on through the common people of the world. We can't, we got to try to see what the common people of the world saying instead of what the, the news media and whatever, that, that propaganda and lies and crafty counseling. That's why I sit up here and do this for y'all. I want y'all to be ready. I want y'all to be alert. And I want y'all to be on time. And now we got this little thing that going on with Israel still. Israel with their crafty counseling. So I want y'all to sit back. 
and let me tickle your ear as we analyze. Let's analyze. Species. Uh, this is a map <clears throat> that just indicates all of the many exercises that NATO is going to be partaking in this year that simulate war preparations with Russia. Okay, so in Latvia, winter 24, winter camp 24 exercise is about to start here in mid-January. February 28th to April 21st, we're going to see 50,000 military personnel, 500 to 700 aircraft and 50 ships are going to be involved in Defender of Europe 24. I mean, look at this map. And people think that the Russian... He said, defending of Europe. Defending of Europe. The European nation. The non-pigmentation man and the non-pigmentation woman. This is what they're talking about, fam. Why they didn't say the other nation like they the only one? That's why I say y'all got to watch out for these people, man. And, and how they saying these things. Let's analyze. ...are crazy for thinking that we're, we're planning on going to war with them. Steadfast Defender is yet a, another one, and that is uh, going to be followed by Northern Response 24, as well as Quadriga 24, happening in Germany from February to April. We're going to see deployments of thousands of troops, and remember that old mantra, there are no military exercises, only World War III disguises. So it could go down absolutely any moment. What else do we got? Romania, planning on being the number one weapons hub. They are trying to build this corridor like there is no tomorrow. It's like a, it's almost like a military campaign, like the scale of this building operation, and they're trying to do it rapidly. Some people think it's because eventually this is how they're going to get weapons into that part of the region or potentially get it built quick so they can take assist in the taking of Moldova. Of course, along the border regions, Romania's military has been on the highest state of alert probably for over a year now. When those missiles started flying over, they started building bunkers and the whole nine yards. Russia does not plan to open the border with, or sorry, Finland does not plan to open the border with Russia. And that is not good because if there's anyone who's really prepared to fight the Russians in a nuclear war. It's definitely the Finns. And uh, apparently, uh, this could probably just be, you know, there's truth to this. And there's definitely a need to do an overhaul of the nuclear weapons program. But to me, this is stuff we've already known, but they're just putting it out there so that they can sell the population on why they need to upgrade all the nuclear weapons. Basically, what they're saying here is that the nukes are so old that there are no technicians who fully understand them anymore because they're not alive anymore. So it's such a dated technology that uh, you don't have people who you know were there when these were built from the ground up, that they can't be upgraded anymore. And this is part of the reason why they need to cycle them out. Forgive me for what I'm about to do. Nuclear forces on high alert. We have three nuclear war command and control planes in the air right now as of 7:47 p.m eastern time and we also had a u.s presidential doomsday plane that got aerially refueled over the midwest and it turned its transponder off we also have a nuke sniffer plane 
airborne over the Pacific Ocean. We also had another nuke sniffer plane airborne earlier and a high priority recon plane airborne earlier. So U.S. nuclear forces are on high alert. U.S. continuity of government plans seem to be in play right now with the doomsday plane getting aerially refueled and turning its transponder off. Guys, when a plane turns its transponder off, that's very unusual. Tell all the other planes in the area where you are. And if you turn it off, nobody knows where you are. And since planes go 500 miles an hour, it's very easy to collide mid-air, okay? In addition to the doomsday plane turning its transponder off earlier and getting aerially refueled, the nuclear war command and control planes that are airborne now just turned off their transponders. Let me show you what I'm talking about. So here we have one of the nuclear war command and control planes, the E-6 Mercuries, one of them going to the Gulf and it turned its transponder off okay and then there was another one over here in Arkansas also turned its transponder off in this area here near Shreveport and then there's another one airborne off the coast of Virginia Beach that turned its transponder off okay that's extremely unusual guys and then here we have the nuke sniffer plane heading west into the Pacific and I don't think it turned its transponder off here. I think it's just out of uh, range of the uh, flight tracking uh, software. Okay, so it can't be tracked. It's too far over the ocean. But it took off earlier this afternoon from Offutt Air Base and went straight west to the Pacific. Now, I have a source that lives right next to Offutt Air Base in Omaha, Nebraska which is home of Strategic Command, the most important base in the U.S. military. And my source sent me a video this morning showing an E-6 Mercury nuclear war command and control plane flying over Omaha with its transponder off, okay, because he checked the flight tracker when he saw it flying over his town. He checked the flight tracker and it was not on the flight tracker, okay? So something big is going down, guys. We have three E-6s airborne this evening, shutting off their transponders. One earlier this morning flying with no transponder, two nuke sniffers, a presidential doomsday plane getting aerially refueled and turning its transponder off, and a combat scent plane, which is a high priority recon plane for the president and the top generals, all of these planes airborne this evening. These planes just about an hour or two ago around that they had their transponders on because you could actually see the plane itself and their call sign here. Okay, we have Lathy 46, that's one of the E6s. And then Tupan 59, it was, here we have Fazio 55 going straight out into the Atlantic. I mean, just in a straight line, guys, okay? And then if we go to now, okay, right around 8 p.m. Eastern time, you can see that they disappeared from the flight tracker, okay? So they shut their transponders off. And the UN Security Council passed the resolution today condemning the Houthis for attacks on international shipping lanes in the Red Sea. 
and this coming just a day after the U.S. and Allied forces came under attack from as much as 20 or more drones and missiles in the Red Sea after they had already given warning to the Houthis just after New Year's that if they continue these attacks on ships in the Red Sea, there's going to be consequences. So that warning was over a week ago. And then yesterday, over 20 drones and missiles fired at U.S. and Allied forces in the Red Sea. Okay, and now today, a U.N. Security Council resolution, and then all these planes up in the air, guys. So I think the U.S. is going to make their move now. Now that the U.N. passed the resolution, it shows that they've gotten broad support from the international community. want to just show you guys... The doomsday plane that was up in the air this afternoon you can see the time here you can see this e4b night watch took off from Omaha okay stratcom it went east and then it turned south near Davenport Illinois and it met a KC-135 from Milwaukee mid-air okay just west of Galesburg Illinois okay here's a closer shot you can see the KC-135 and the E-4B Nightwatch flying parallel to each other, okay, right near the Iowa-Illinois border near Lomax, Illinois. So this is crazy. And then here you can see the doomsday plane turned its transponder off, okay? No more plane here anymore. And here you can see the aerial refueler continuing to fly but the doomsday plane is not showing up on the flight tracker. All you can see is one plane, and that's the KC-135, okay? And then here we have a shot showing the nuke sniffer plane, the combat scent plane, and the E-4B getting aerially refueled. All of these planes in the air earlier this evening at the same time. Here's the video that my buddy sent to me this morning and you can see an E6 Mercury nuclear war command and control plane flying low over the Omaha Nebraska area with no transponder on he checked the flight tracker when this thing was flying and he did not see this thing on the flight tracker you can clearly see that it's an E6 Mercury because it's one of the few planes in the US military that is just completely white okay look at that thing okay that's how you know it's an E6 so guys get prepared things are really escalating there was another massive drone and missile attack in the Red Sea by the Houthis they fired 18 drones and three missiles at US forces and commercial ships in the Red Sea yesterday and we also had a video come out of South Korea showing South Korea moving dozens and dozens of tanks and armored vehicles. We also have martial law in Ecuador as the Ecuadorian military is battling against the cartels that are trying to take over Ecuador and overthrow the government. Okay, so I want to update you guys on all of these events. but. One thing that concerns me this afternoon is two nuke sniffer planes and a high priority reconnaissance plane for the president and the top generals. They all took off 
from Offutt Air Base in Omaha, Nebraska at the same exact time. Okay, so we have Adam 36 and Cobra 31, which are both nuke sniffer planes. And then we also have this combat scent plane, which is a high priority reconnaissance plane for the president and the top generals, all of them taking off at the same time. So it could be that one of our adversaries, one of our enemies overseas might be planning some kind of a nuclear test. Maybe Kim Jong-un, maybe uh, Russia. But this is extremely unusual, guys. Okay, so I wanted to share that with you. Here's the video footage from South Korea in case you missed it. Look at all these tanks, guys. Okay, South Korea is preparing for the worst. And over the weekend, North Korea fired hundreds of artillery shells at South Korea. Apparently, at least 200 of them landed in South Korean territory. And then the rest landed in North Korean territory. And there's still no details being provided by South Korea or the U.S. on where exactly these artillery shells landed. Did they land in the water? Did they land on land? And South Korea evacuated three islands when that happened, okay? And I want to just show you guys something here on this video. Look at all this equipment, guys. This is just absolutely crazy. But there's actually medical vehicles in this convoy, okay? At the end of the convoy, you'll see a medical vehicle. And you don't just move medical vehicles around for no reason at all. So NBC wrote today, citing the Pentagon, that Washington is considering several options to respond to the Houthis in the Red Sea. The British Ministry of Defense put out this official statement today on the Red Sea attacks last night. Let me read to you what it says. Overnight, the HMS Diamond, along with U.S. warships, successfully repelled the largest attack from the Iranian-backed Houthis in the Red Sea to date. Deploying Sea Viper missiles and guns, the Diamond destroyed multiple attack drones heading for her and commercial shipping in the area with no injuries or damage sustained to the Diamond or her crew. The UK alongside allies have previously made clear that these illegal attacks are completely unacceptable and if continued, the Houthis will bear the consequences. We will take the action needed to protect innocent lives and the global economy. And then on the bottom, it's signed by Defense Secretary Grant Shapps, okay? So let me read this to you again. These illegal attacks are completely unacceptable, and if continued, the Houthis will bear the consequences, okay? And the White House said today that the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea are escalating. We warn al-Houthi against continuing to destabilize the security of the Red Sea. We warn the Houthis and they have a choice and will bear the consequences of their attacks. The Houthi attacks in the Red Sea threaten global freedom of navigation. We will do everything we can to protect navigation in the Red Sea. Okay, so the White House now also warning the Houthis again and they already put out a joint statement after New Year's 14 countries including the US put out a joint statement saying that the Houthis will bear the consequences so 
Uh, the Houthis are really testing the West here. Okay, firing 18 drones, three missiles, the largest attack by the Houthis in the Red Sea to date. And we'll see how the West responds to this. And the Chinese Foreign Ministry has expressed Beijing's willingness to collaborate with all interested parties to ensure safe navigation in the Red Sea. So China is concerned about this because the Red Sea is a critical passage for ships coming from Europe to Asia. Now all these ships that come from Europe that normally would go through the Red Sea have to go all the way around Africa, which costs a lot more money and it also delays shipping, okay? So China's concerned about this. And I wanna just update you guys on the situation in Ecuador. We have some new footage coming in showing tanks of the Ecuador military rolling through the streets in Ecuador. This looks like the capital city of Ecuador. Lots and lots of tanks. So the president of Ecuador said today that we are in a state of war and we cannot give in to the terrorists, okay? So strong words there from the president of Ecuador. They are in a state of war and Ecuador's president convened a meeting of Ecuador's National Security Council to develop and implement measures to eliminate organized criminal groups in the country. And Argentina has announced its readiness to send its security forces to Ecuador to help local services restore public order. So Argentina is offering to send their military, basically. The government of Peru declared a state of emergency along its northern border with Ecuador. Peruvian Prime Minister Alberto Atarola announced that as part of the declaration of a state of emergency, an unspecified number of military troops will be deployed to support the police forces. He added that Peru's defense and interior ministers will be near the border to coordinate operations. Okay, so last night, Peru deployed their special operations of the Peru National Police, and now they're deploying their military, okay? So Argentina's sending forces, Peru is sending forces, and where's the US, guys? Okay, we should be offering to help Ecuador now. This is a huge opportunity for us to take out a lot of these cartels and these gangs that smuggle drugs into the US. Okay, they operate in this part of the country. They have uh, all kinds of uh, bases there, okay, in Ecuador. We could be sending troops in to clear out these uh, gangs and cartels, but we're not doing anything, okay? More than 130 prison guards and other staff are being held captive by inmates in at least five prisons across Ecuador. Okay, that's just a minimum number. I'm sure it's probably a lot more than that. I want to just share some more footage here. Here we have a Ecuadorian uh, military sergeant, looks like, giving a speech to his men. Uh, I want you guys to uh, read this. He says, a sacred oath that we made in front of our... See, fam, y'all see all this stuff going on. The Bible said rumors of war, rumors of war, rumors of war, nations against nations. And I keep telling you, 
I'm trying to see. See, this is what I'm trying to see, y'all. I don't know what y'all trying to see. This is what I'm trying to see. Um, next month to be three years on my podcast, right? So I'm trying to see. The scripture says that we got next. We got next to rule the world. So if we got next to rule the world, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to see how the most high going to play this hand out. Because two years ago, I was telling you about this. And you see how much is this manifesting now. You see how the plotting is getting thicker. That's why I keep warning y'all about getting all your supplies, your band-aids, your ointments, your radiation pills, and all these other things that you were going to need to survive. But most of us still on sleep time. Most of us don't even think it's true. Most of us stuck like Chuck. And most of us in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11. Because you don't want to believe the truth that you can be saved. The most I'm going to bring you a strong delusion that you're going to believe in a lie. And then you're going to see all these little tales and, 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 and little sparks coming out. Don't wait till the last minute, fam. Don't be, oh my God, fam. Don't be nobody burden, fam. Because I already told you. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And we already see how the wicked is is plotting and sitting back and watching everybody else react to the wickedness of his being. Let me tickle your ear. Let's analyze. Happen. And uh, that is the war with Lebanon. Now, here's the information up-to-date coming out of Israel, okay? And this is from mainstream news, most of it. The Israeli Ministry of Health has reportedly placed hospitals and clinics across northern Israel, including Rambam Medical Center in the city of Haifa, on high alert in preparation to receive thousands of possible casualties. In addition to that, the IDF, Israeli Defense Force, has begun the distribution of weapons and ammunition to standby defense squads in northern Israel along the border with Lebanon. So these are like militia groups, okay? Very much like we've seen happen in Ukraine, in Kiev. Remember the Time Magazine photo shoot where they got all those uh, civilians to stand in front with their weapons and blah? That's what we're going to see here again. Uh, northern evacuation of around a quarter million people. That has been ongoing since the start of the conflict. We have the northern base in Israel, which is one of the most critical command and control centers in that region, was heavily targeted by Hezbollah in the last 48 hours. This, of course, after a string of assassinations of high-ranking Hezbollah officials. Now, that all started off with assassinations of IRGC, uh, brigadier generals and you know, high-ranking Hamas officials. Now they've moved completely into targeting the Hamas, or sorry, the Hezbollah leadership, which is effectively a declaration of war against Hezbollah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Nasrallah, the leader of Hezbollah, knows that his number is going to get called at some point, so he's made. He has to make a choice as to whether or not he's going to initiate the war or wait for Israel to bring the war to them. 
We also have Israel moving multiple launch rocket systems towards the northern border. This is what you would do first before, just drop my pen, before you mobilize all the troops towards that region. Okay, so it's looking as though all indications point towards a major war with Hezbollah is about to erupt. And pretty much all the pundits that I've heard, even amongst the most conservative, are all saying the same thing, that war in that region is imminent and once it kicks off with Hezbollah, then the whole region potentially erupts in flames because there are the groups that are pro-Iranian groups who are saying in Syria and Iraq and Iran who are going to support that effort. So the whole situation is going to flare up probably around the same time. And I think what we're seeing right now is that they know that once the first real vertical escalation happens with Hezbollah, very quickly the dominoes will start to fall throughout the region. What we've seen so far is a very gradual, inclined, uh, horizontal escalation. But I think that all stops when Israel and, and Lebanon really start duking it out. We're talking about the Houthis becoming more activated. And I think this is why the U.S. military hasn't acted on, on Yemen yet. Because they understand that once they do that, the whole situation is going to flare up. So they almost have to coordinate their attacks with whatever Israel is about to do. So I do think it is going to be all or none at this point in time. And Hezbollah has also sent a letter to their leader today. Apparently this is a customary practice in the run-up to a conflict. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but this is kind of the nail in the coffin in terms of our prediction that the war with Hezbollah is imminent. A letter from the Mujahideen of the Islamic Resistance to Secretary General of Hezbollah, His Eminence, Sayyid Hassan Nasrallah. In this message, they write, and I'm only going to read a few snippets just to give you the idea because I don't want the algorithm getting the wrong idea. Your soldiers are at your command to let God punish the enemies through his hands and heal the hearts of a believing people. O oh, our master, true promise of God and his manifest strength, your soldiers have offered their lives to God. And yada, 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 basically, we're getting ready to go to war for you. That's what they're saying, all right? So the war on that front is coming. Now, what you're seeing here is completely unrelated, but at the same time related. These are columns and trainloads of tanks that South Korea is currently moving towards the border with the north. People don't realize how much on a razor's edge things are in Korea right now. It's being completely overshadowed by everything else going on in the world. But Kim Jong-un today had said that, and this is how you know, like fratricide, like civil wars are the most bloodiest of wars. For some reason, it's the people who you share the same lineage with that you fight with the hardest. Even if it's like a sibling rivalry, I mean, maybe you've had some family disputes and you know how hard family members can fight with one another. Well, the same thing is true when you have these affinally connected countries like the Koreas. And uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong calls South Korea their principal enemy. Think about that. People who are like the most genetically identical to you than can possibly be. That's your mortal enemy. 
They say they have no intention of avoiding war. Now, here's what's going on with South Korea, okay? The South Koreans are resuming military drills on the border. This comes on the heels of the island that had to be evacuated as a result of the North Koreans firing on it or close to it. They scrapped the mutually agreed buffer zone in the Yellow Sea due to recent North Korean artillery drills. And they're going to resume their own artillery drills and exercises near the border. So that whole 2018 uh, non-military accord is scrapped. It's done. Finito. We are back to, you know, post-Korean War levels of tension there on that front. And it does not look good. So we very likely will see a massive escalation on that front. This is a video of the IRGC's ballistic missiles. Apparently they're about to do some sort of major military exercise in the southern part of the country. Now, of course, south, that's close to the Strait of Hormuz. I mean, Iran is a massive country, so what do they mean by south? But this would be a repositioning of assets towards, you know, where everything could potentially flare up uh, in and around the Persian Gulf. But with all of this cooperation between North Korea and the Russians in particular, and who knows what the North Koreans, I mean, it only just came out that the North Koreans had provided uh, Hamas. I mean, there was speculation about it, but that the North Koreans have provided them weapons. And then the North Koreans have went from artillery shells right up to some of their best missiles to give to the Russians. So, you know, there's a lot more cooperation than is already known about. Okay, so that's uh, something happened. See, fam, we got to be prepared, man. We got to wise up. The scripture says, if you see one of your families doing wrong and you know he doing wrong or you know she doing wrong and if you don't go and let them know they're doing wrong and they need to change their ways so that they can get it then you gonna you gonna suffer as well as that person for that person's sin but if you tell him and he's still doing that he's still doing that wickedness and she's still doing that wickedness then they will surely die I'm about to get on their ass this time I'm about to get on their wrong the police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork.
work. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want to teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to Marcus. Uh, got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Get prepared immediately. Whatever you was thinking, whatever you have done, whatever you haven't done, get prepared immediately. Share this till it can't be shared no more because they keep on stopping the video and blocking it and chopping it up. It just blew a 50 mile wide hole in the ice wall in Antarctica. Whatever it is, they trying to intentionally let it unleash it amongst the people and they finna run into the bunkers. I don't know if it's Godzilla, I don't know if it's one, I don't know if it's a thousand or whatever it is. They know something is about to happen that's going to negatively affect them. So what they have done in Antarctica has, they blowing up the ice wall. Remember that the other worlds are on the other side of that ice wall and Lord knows what else is on the other side of that ice wall. They blowing a hole in it so wide that they're going to let an abundance of whatever it is come through. Get prepared. They know it's about to come through and they doing it on purpose. Breaking news. Putin's waving the nuclear card, giving the West a serious heads up. In a chat with top defense folks, he's boasting about Russia's upgraded nuclear might and how their strategic forces are on high alert. According to Putin, it's a full-blown hybrid war with the West, and all attempts to knock Russia down have flopped. But here's the twist. Putin's actually open to talks with Ukraine, the U.S., and Europe about Ukraine's future. There's a catch, though. Moscow's not budging on its national interests. Hold on, there's more drama. U.S. intel spills the beans. Russia's taken a hit with around 315,000 casualties in Ukraine. Putin's been dropping hints about peace, but some say he might be waiting for the U.S. election in November. The territorial tug of war is heating up, with Russia claiming parts of Ukraine as its own but kiev's standing firm demanding all russian soldiers hit the road oh and an expert's sounding alarms putin might go nuclear in ukraine viewing it as a last-ditch move Vladimir putin said something very interesting the other day he said that odessa is a russian city now the thing about putin is he says he doesn't waste words Vladimir putin's not a guy that go out and say things he's not an american politician trying to impress people when he speaks his words have meaning and he says nothing lightly. So when Vladimir Putin comes out and says, no, nah, Odessa's a Russian city. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Odessa's going to be a Russian city. Um, that means this war ain't over till Russia takes Odessa, fills off the Black Sea coast. Now, why would Russia want to do this? Oh, maybe because Great Britain and the United States helped Ukraine turn the Odessa area into a platform to threaten the Russian fleet in Sevastopol and make Crimea um, you know, to make things untenable in Crimea. Russia will never allow, ever again, Ukraine to be used in that fashion. So this war cannot end until Russia eliminates Odessa and the Black Sea coast as being a potential strategic zone of operations to threaten Crimea. Crimea is very important to Russia. So Black Sea, Ukraine's lost it. This war won't end until they have it. I spoke to a senior Russian who says he thinks that the, uh, 
that offensive may begin sometime in the May-June time period. Now, why that long? Well, I don't know, because if you're going to take Odesta, you got to take Mikolaev. If you're going to take Mikolaev, you got to take Nepropetrovsk. If you take Nepropetrovsk, you got to secure Kharkov. And so now we just identified what the Russians are going to do. Kharkov, Nepropetrovsk, Mikolaev, Odessa. Secure uh, Donetsk, recapture Kherson. You get the right bank of, 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 of Kherson as you come down through Nikolaev. You secure Zaporizhia. Uh, Ukraine's going to end up losing another 20, 25% of its territory by the time this done. Not because Russia started out that. As I said, Russia had no intention of doing this. This is what NATO caused. This is what happens when you give Ukraine $220 billion worth of military equipment and financial assistance to take on the Russians. When you do that, you sacrificed Ukraine. Ukraine is a strategically defeated nation. We're looking at not just military disaster and a political disaster. Zelensky is going down the drain. Um, there's talk right now. I mean, you see an open break. And, and again, Larry, you, 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 I'm sure you were involved in teaching foreign, um, you know, foreign officers and such. What's the first thing we tell foreign officers? The importance of civilian control of the military. That there's an important. We balance civil military relations. Well, in Ukraine, it's broken, ladies and gentlemen. Zelensky's spying on his commander in chief. Zelensky is actively, uh, you know. Going, going behind Zeluzhny, trying to bring him down. Zeluzhny's getting involved in politics. This ain't going to end well. I actually, I'm, I'm loath for very specific predictions, but I am predicting that if this situation doesn't get resolved, there will be a coup sometime in January, February, and Zelensky will go the way of Nicholas Ceausescu. He will be running through a, a backyard someplace, begging, and they're just going to gun him down and kill him because he's done. He's finished. He's He's delusional. The press conference he gave was, you could have taken Adolf Hitler and imagined him giving a press conference in April of 1945, um, moving armies around, mobilizing 500,000. None of it exists because the Russians have already kicked your butt. They're coming in, taking Berlin. Russia's kicked the Ukraine's butt. They're coming in. They're taking it. Z Zelensky is insane. Um, but that's what it, Blinken. And again, Larry, you're 100% right. I think the Russians go to bed every night. Praying and that that America has such geniuses like Tony Blinken, Lloyd Austin, Jake Sullivan, and Joe Biden. I mean that that quad right there is a guarantee of Russian strategic defeat, not just of Ukraine but of NATO and also of the United States. And as an American, I don't like my country being strategically defeated, but man, we we sort of earned this one. China has just dropped a bombshell. It has a secret weapon that could change the fate of the world. It is a new laser technology that can fire endlessly without overheating, and it is unlike anything the world has ever seen. This technology could give China a huge advantage over its rivals, as it could shoot down any target at lightning speed and cause devastating destruction. But what is this mysterious weapon, and how does it work? And why is China revealing it now after keeping it hidden for so long? In this video, we will explore the shocking truth about China's new laser weapon and how it could wipe out everything in its way. Laser technology is both fascinating and powerful, used for various purposes, including weaponry. Many countries aim to develop light-based weapons due to their advantages like speed, precision, and stealth. The journey of laser weapon development is complex, involving scientific discoveries, technology advances, and political hurdles. Albert Einstein laid the foundation for laser weapons in 1917 by introducing stimulated emission, a process where a photon triggers another atom to emit a matching photon. This concept is crucial for creating focused and amplified light beams, 
which are the core of lasers. It took until 1960 for Theodore Maimon to demonstrate the first working laser using a ruby crystal to produce red light. This breakthrough sparked interest in laser physics and potential weapon applications. The United States developed the first laser weapon in the early 1960s under the Miracle Project. It used deuterium fluoride to produce powerful infrared laser beams. Despite successful tests against various targets, it faced challenges like size, weight, and atmospheric interference, and was eventually discontinued in 1996. Other countries like Russia, China, Israel, Germany, and France also pursued laser weapon development. Examples include the U.S. Navy's ANSEQ-3 laser weapon system for ship-based defense. Look, I mean, it's, it's historic. There's no two ways about it. When would you ever have a court case that literally people are glued to their television screens and their computers closely watching. So for us to be here in person was uh, really important. I think the mood was quite strong. It was moving to see South Africa opening the proceedings given their history. Makes me emotional to even think about it because for people of my age, we were brought up in the struggle against apartheid in South Africa and to see them leading the charge against Israel was really poignant. So there's a lot riding on this, obviously the lives and well-being of people in Gaza first and foremost, but international law itself is on trial here and I think the court has to know that. You are, um, you are a part of the uh, protest presence or the protest, the, the support presence of people from all over the world. Um, do you think that is reflective of public mood now all over the world? No, no question or doubt about it. The majority of the people globally are firmly on the side of Palestine, but not just uh, everywhere in the world, predominantly all across Europe, across the US, uh, across Britain, the majority of people stand with international law, stand with humanity, and in that sense, stand with Palestine and Gaza and have seen through the Zionist project. And I think that is important because the opening remarks of the South African delegation to root their case in the Nakba in 75 years of vicious Israeli apartheid and discrimination has got us to this point today so that reign if you like is over they're at their most vicious but this is the darkness before the dawn and zionism politically has been undermined like never before and crucially in the eyes of substantial sections of the jewish population yes. globally so in that sense it's finished it's just terrible that the price of that is such a devastation and loss of Palestinian lives, but hopefully the court will rule uh, the way it should in terms of holding law and uh, that that will be the beginning of the end of this phase of Israel's genocidal behavior. To call on Israel to release all thousands of political prisoners that it's holding, are you prepared not, to condemn not terrorists? Terrorists? No, I'm not prepared to condemn. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Are you prepared to condemn Israel's vicious attacks against Gaza for decades and decades, murdering thousands upon thousands of civilians, dropping illegal, using illegal phosphorus that burns children, burns children, burns women? I've got friends who've lost, I've, I've just got notice today of a Palestinian friend of mine in Gaza who lost 29 family members. Are you willing to stand up now and condemn that? Because that is the source of the problem. The source of the problem is not the resistance of the Palestinians, who never had a military force, by the way. The source of the problem is the state yeah. of Israel that uses the most cutting edge, the most cutting edge weapons on the face of the earth, the most deadly 
weapons of the face of the earth to to massacre savagely massacre civilians not only in the west bank and not only in the gaza strip they do the west bank they use other means to kill palestinians in other places but this latest attack what we're seeing now this savagery this ongoing savagery with people like yourself unashamedly unashamedly say you support you call this self-defense Palestinian fighters are still fighting against the Israeli military and Israel is massacring civilians. So obviously the massacre of civilians is not affecting the Palestinians. Israel is calling Israel is massacring and Israel is admitting and Israeli, Israeli Prime Minister and Defense Minister, they are admitting that they are murdering civilians. They are admitting the Palestinians deserve to die. What does it mean when the Minister of Defense says that they are all living animals or something? What does it mean when the Prime Minister says that they are on the leg? These are code words justify murder of civilians. Don't interfere. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. You're standing on a very, 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 very precarious moral argument right here. I'm telling you this right now. You are supporting some one of the worst cases of, 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 of murder of civilians we've seen in a very long time, which is what Israel is doing in the Gaza Strip. You have no right to ask me questions. You are the one that needs to be in defense here. You are the one that needs to explain how dare you support the state of Israel, which has been engaged in apartheid and which has been engaged over the last month with the most vicious, vicious, savage. And all this is really is, is not even a strategic attack. This is an act of revenge. It's an act of revenge. An act of revenge. Why are you interrupting me? Why are you interrupting me? This is an act of revenge by a military force that has been humiliated because that's what happened on October the 7th. The Israeli, the Israeli military was humiliated. The state of Israel was shown to be nothing more but a paper tiger. And what we're seeing now, this savage slaughter of innocent people in Gaza, which you justify and the Israeli government justifies, the savage slaughter we're seeing now is an act of revenge. That's what we're seeing. And if you choose to deny, I'm not the one in denial here. I have been stating historical fact every single moment of this conversation. You are the one who is in denial. You're repeating lies. You're repeating lies that have been refuted recently. And you're repeating lies that have been refuted historically. Did you follow You need to update your education. You need to update your education or update the lies. Why are you talking while I'm talking? So this pointless. You need to either update the lies because the lies, the Zionist lies, have, 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 are, are not are not are falling on deaf ears now. Or you need to update your education. I don't know if you're a liar or if you're ignorant, but it's one of the two for sure. I don't think NATO has a future. Um, NATO will have failed to do anything to either stop or end the war uh, in Ukraine, the war, you know, Russia's war against Ukraine. Um, and given the fact that Ukraine had effectively the second largest army in NATO uh, after the United States and then followed by Turkey, even though Ukraine was not a member of NATO, still it, it had this significant military force, tanks, uh, jet aircraft, fixed wing aircraft uh, for transport and rotary wing. Um, it's been defeated. And despite having all of this advice, all of this material supply from NATO, all of the political support of NATO, people making trips, you know, getting to stand out there in front of the presidential palace with their arm around Zelensky, uh, it's, it's, it, it's been a bust. And people don't like being associated with a losing cause. 
so that they'll rapidly begin washing their hands and getting rid of things, separating themselves from, you know, Ukraine. So that means NATO, I think the biggest threat though for NATO comes out of Israel. Because if, if Turkey decides to intervene militarily against Israel, then it's game over for NATO. The double standard. And that's, that's the problem the West has now. And I think we talked about it last week uh, with uh, uh, Queen Rania of uh, Jordan. Uh, she came out and said, you know, the West has one standard for Ukraine and Russia atrocities there. And a completely different standard with respect to Israel, where Israel commits no war crimes or atrocities. And she said, this is wrong. And this is uh, hypocrisy of the worst degree. Uh, you saw it with John Kirby. He, he was talking about casualties and Ukraine and he's crying. <laughs> and then he's talking about, well, you know, there are combat casualties in uh, Gaza, but that's just the price of war. So he gets crocodile tears for Ukraine. Not a single wet, wet eye for the children of uh, the Palestinians in Gaza. And, and people around the world took note. Oh, that's how it goes. Basically, if you're not if you're not a lily white skin color, then we don't care about you. People see now that for the last 400 years, you've had the same powers committing the same crimes wherever they go. Genocide of Native Americans, genocide of Palestinians, genocide in the Congo, land theft, slavery, racism, apartheid, dropping nuclear weapons on civilians, carving up the Middle East, carving up Africa, carving up Yugoslavia, dividing Korea, dividing Vietnam, bombing Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, bombing Yugoslavia, invading Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Yemen, Palestine, sanctions, embargoes, coups in Latin America, coups in Africa, supporting apartheid South Africa, and on and on and on. What Western values are these exactly? Even before October 7 and even before this new disaster in the Middle East, Ukraine was in a terrible, failing position because of so many U.S. mistakes and the Ukrainians following the U.S. lead, even though it was predictably disastrous. It's so easy to see. Biden played it wrong at every at every moment. I'm an old guy, so I've been through this a lot of times uh, with Vietnam, with uh, Afghanistan. We all saw now with Ukraine. This is a standard operating procedures of the United States. Overpromise, oversell, get into proxy wars, uh, and then they fail. Uh, so this is uh, happening now. Run out of time we've run out of patience we've run out of budget support we've run out of uh, 155 millimeter shells and tragically ukraine's running out of soldiers so that old uh, line of uh, that we are in there till the last ukrainian is tragically literally happening right now in the sense that ukraine has lost hundreds of thousands of people in this absolutely stupid avoidable conflict. So it's going to stop. It has to stop. Uh, NATO, that means the United States, by the way, it doesn't mean anything else. It means the United States has to help <laughs> to end this in the most favorable way by saying 
exactly. Okay, okay. We're not going to enlarge it with some lame brain idea uh, of uh, George W. Bush Jr. And we kept it going and we should have negotiated with you. The whole thing was a stupid idea. We're going to have to say that because otherwise Russia's not going to accept a, a ceasefire even before. But Thursday, South Africa will submit the case. I know that by now everybody knows that there is the briefing of South Africa of about 84, 85 pages is public and it's crystal clear for those who are fair and objective in listening you know, to the articulation of the position. Uh, Israel on Friday will uh, uh, give their known narrative. Uh, what uh, we understand the South Africans are asking for uh, provisional measures, okay, as in a case. See fam, I want you to understand this and what he's talking about. Um, South Africa versus Israel on Gaza genocide. So South Africa is one of the um, nations are stepping up, um, um, uh, accusing Israel of genocide. Everybody get South Africa a hand. Ain't let that slip on y'all when the when the Caucasian woman was talking about how South Africa is doing what they doing and when she was a little girl South Africa was like all the people was like dog doo doo but now she's seeing them stepping up like a, a nation should so Africa that's why I keep telling y'all but I ain't gonna get on y'all today um we gonna analyze he, they, they trying to suit, they trying to um, convict, charge and convict Israel of Gaza genocide. And it started, they started it on the 11th. So some of y'all need to, um, need to hit them computer keys and see what's going on there and give some other people some out here a little knowledge of what's going on in these cases. Let's end, let's end the same. That happened. Uh, not too long ago in the ICJ. Now, uh, we expect maybe within, before the end of this month, that the uh, court will make uh, a decision. Uh, we sincerely hope that the decision will be, if not explicit, as we'd love to call for a ceasefire, so to have enough time after that to deal with the case and the merit of the case and the intent which might take longer period of time during that second phase there will be tens of countries involved at least from our side many of our countries who are state parties to the convention on genocide uh, to participate in the deliberation on the merit of the case and you know that yes uh, you know uh, genocide is being, you know, committed by the Israeli occupying authorities against our people, particularly in the Gaza Strip, and the evidence is crystal clear. But if the court to make the determination, which we hope it does, that uh, ceasefire, stop the hostilities as they did in the case of Ukraine, anything that would be clear that they're asking Israel to stop what uh, could be, you know, uh, understood to mean 
to stop the genocide from continuing while they, uh, you know, deal with the, the legal case on the merit. But See, man, this is what I don't understand, y'all. This is what I don't understand. And somebody please help me to understand or get understood. Why do I have to go to a court to try to stop another nation of people from genociding another nation of people? Why should I have to go to court? Everybody in this world know right from wrong. Every nation. They so wicked that they don't know. And they got to go to a court and wait for somebody else, to, somebody else master to say that th this is wrong. That, that don't even sound right to me. Because every step the non-pigmentation man made and everything they did, they didn't go up there to that courtroom. They didn't do that to the court. They didn't. They just went out there when Bush and then and and Obama and them do. They ain't going no court. So when when so what is this court? See, this is a fallacy, y'all. This is a fallacy on what they trying to continue plotting or what kind of deceivable, crafty counsel they got to go through because ain't nowhere in the world that is a court in this world that they know that the non-pigmentation man in America and a non-pigmentation woman in America mass genocide my forefathers and they ain't do a doggone thing about it. So what court and its history what's the statutory time on, on murder? There's none. So they, they genocide and continue doing this in the street and they see this all in the world when they sit up here and um and kill innocent black boys, police and all this and it's all over the world and in America. What court starts? What court what see that's the that's the mindset of you know it ain't no wisdom out there. We gotta go to court and while we going to doing paperwork, more children and women dying. And then they moving, they moving everybody out. So when they get to, when they, when they get into court and they stop it, they already made their position. So they should go stop where they want because they wanted to get certain areas. So they going to push it. And then once they get that certain area and abstain it and keep it, then, Hey, they going to act, act like they got, they, 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 they want to stop. But my thing is, from a prisoner of war still, stolen property still, a target on the back still, racism, discrimination still in America, and what my forefathers in our history went through, y'all sound crazy. And we are, we are the victims. See, all y'all Palestinians, all y'all already know who y'all history at. Y'all already damn near close to y'all land. Y'all know where y'all forefathers at. You know where your kin folks at. 
They stole and plot and beat and everything. And then y'all got the nerve to talk about they doing it to these people. We got to go to court for these things. And these, and they was the same people. The Jew ISH people was the same th people was doing the same thing to my forefathers. And you got to go to court. That's why the most high need to come down here. Because y'all ain't got no wisdom. That don't make no sense to me. All this stuff that America did, go bomb Iraq and did all that, and then shot the dog on uh, what uh, atomic bomb. And what court said where the court was when they did that? They just made up. Who made that court up? What who 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 was a part of that court? See, all that just a fallacy. That's rainbow blues, man. Ain't no other nation. Especially if all nations in this world see that something wrong with them, you got to go to court to tell this man they ain't so, and they ain't stopped it anyway. If the court didn't stop it, why it ain't why when the court didn't stop it when before it started, or in the meantime it stop it, why they didn't? Don't make no sense to me, y'all. These the crafty council, but I ain't worried about it. <laughs> but I ain't worried about it, fam. Because we got next. And I've been telling y'all all this time that we got next. Revelation 6, 1 through 4. And I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse, that was red and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword. When he says sword, what type of sword is he speaking about? Because when the Bible says sword, it means weapon. And he said power sword. So what type of weapon a sword is going to be powerful? And he said he take peace off this world. And you see all the peace coming off this world, y'all. Y'all see the peace is gone. Matthews 6 through 8. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be phantom, and pestilence, and earthquake in diverse places. Now you see, fam, scripture's talking about that. And we see this right here. We see this right here. And there's a lot of stuff that y'all not hearing as revelation. Because they trying to see the Red Sea, when they blocking that Red Sea and got them going all the way around, it's a big thing. 
Y'all don't know it's a big thing, but it's a big thing. Get your mind right, baby. Get your heart right, baby. Start doing them 613 law statutes of commandment, man. That's required. Don't be a fool. Because if you if you if you being a fool and you being foolish, you deserve what you get. Because the most high is putting this out. He putting this out for y'all. To get ready, prepare. Because y'all fail to realize this is what I just don't y'all don't understand. So if all this stuff is coming out and it's gonna happen, right? The most high say he's gonna come and get his children and, 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 and from, and, and from the rapture, it's gonna be a rapture. So are y'all gonna be up there in the rapture? Or y'all gonna be wishing you was a part of the rapture? I studied the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a self. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't wanna go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them. 